Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Road Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft. I'm your host on this beautiful Thursday morning. I am hosting from Fargo, North Dakota, and the people of Fargo are pretty excited. We're having our annual street fair here in town, and uh, we noticed that our cathedral, they have a booth and becomes a great opportunity to evangelize in the area, which of course gets Real Presence Radio excited, so we, we love that environment. Uh, there's a great atmosphere in Fargo. Uh, but we are blessed in studio and with phone calls coming in with our guests and our theme this morning. Our theme would be Catholic social teaching. Uh, and so for those listeners, if you don't know much about Catholic social teaching, you're going you're gonna to learn some, some things this morning. Um, not least of which there's, there's seven key principles, if you will, and we're going to be breaking those open throughout the morning. Um, but before we jump too far ahead, Let's begin, as we do all good things, in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your divine love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would animate within us your divine life. Pour into us that life, so that we in turn can give back what you have given so generously to us. We pray in this morning that you would help us to grow in our awareness of the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith through her Catholic social teaching. And what does that call us to? What does that look like in our pursuit of holiness as we enter more deeply in that relationship with you and with you, Father? We pray all these things in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may have heard just now the amen from our first guest this morning. Uh, this is Sister Lynn Marie. Do I have that right? Yes. It's great to have you, Sister Lynn Marie. Thank you. You're, you're calling in from, are you in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Yes, Mark, I am. Well, can you tell us and your, our listeners and myself a little bit more about you? Yes, um, thank you. I'm Sister Lynn Marie Welvig. I'm a sister of the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And if you have Fargo listeners on board, you probably are familiar with the presentation, sisters. You bet. And um, I uh, professionally, I am a teacher. I'm kind of like, I think about farmers. Once a farmer, always a farmer. Once a teacher, always a teacher. (laughs) Indeed, yeah. I spent my first about... 25, 30 years in education, teaching, and, and administration. And after that, I took a little turn at the invitation of our bishop, and I became a canon lawyer, a licensed canon lawyer. And in that capacity, I, I was the director of the diocesan tribunal for many years. Actually, I think that was about 30, 35 years I did that. Wow. And now um, I have many little jobs as sisters. <laughs> When sisters retire, they get many jobs. 
Um, probably the two main things I do now is I also teach mission, what mission means in our Catholic health system, Avera Health, which our sisters help sponsor. I teach um, what it means to be a health system rooted in the gospel, and we have some very um, strong education programs, spiritual formation programs for that. I'm on the core team for that. The second thing I do that's um, quite interesting is I'm a lobbyist in the South Dakota legislature. Presentation Sisters work for justice, and so that is one of my callings right now. Okay, so what you're saying is you are busy. <laughs> you have plenty going on. Well, yes. Sister Lynn, I, that's awesome, and it's uh, it sounds like um, I'm excited to hear you share more in regards to how we can break open uh, these principles of Catholic social teaching. For our listeners, I just want to, if you're not familiar so much with the seven principles of Catholic social teaching, um, I just want to rattle it off quick. And I wanna, I'm want to. i not going to dive too much into all of them because that's going to be our segment, second segment this morning, uh, let alone, Sister, I'm excited that you're going to break open, uh, in particular, one, the dignity of work and the rights of workers, but Real quick, just a quick overview. The seven different principles, you will, life and dignity of the human person, call to family, community, and participation. Uh, Number three, rights and responsibilities. Number four, option for the poor and vulnerable. Number five, the dignity of work and the rights of workers, which we'll be talking about in just a moment. Number six, solidarity. And seven, care for God's creation. Uh, But sister, uh, one of the things for us this morning and you just hinted at it already, the dignity of work and the rights of workers. Um, for you, um, just tell, tell us more, where did this passion for you begin? Well, if I were to talk about the role of work, I think about, you know, as, as people of God, as human beings with human dignity, what is the role of work according to the design of God? And to, to really get at that, um, I think we need to go back to the, to the creation story, where God charged the human family with uh, sharing God's work to sustain or to forward all of creation. In a sense, we're, we were called or charged with being partners, a partnership with God, and that's a privileged calling. In a sense, we're co-creating as we go along. And we can think of that in various ways, but I think that's the bottom line. And when we talk about human dignity, we are created in the image of God. So when God, in the, in the book of Genesis, we read that God graced the human family with the call to take dominion over what God has created. And we have to be careful of that word dominion and hear it in the context in which it was spoken. So... If we're made in the image of God, then we exercise that dominion, which is work, over God's creation in the same way that God does it. In other words, we don't exploit, but we care for all in grace and loving ways. So then if we want to look at work specifically, I think it has two roles. One is about ourselves. The first care for creation is to care for ourselves our own human development, our own personal journey. You know, how how do we become what God wants us to become? That's work. 
And and I'm not saying that in any drudgery or burdensome way. It's a privilege how and, and, and how work impacts our lives, how it uh, works. Um, work does a lot of things for us. It teaches us how to do things. It teaches us our limits. In a way, it, uh, it gives us some self-understanding, and it also has a corrective component. You know, work isn't always successful. So in regard to our own selves, work has an extremely important role in making us uh, good, good human beings. Uh, this work of self-development is, is um, it's a sacred work. We're walking on sacred ground, even as we become and take responsibility as God wants us to do that. Absolutely. No, go ahead, go ahead. Good. There's a second dimension, and maybe that's the one we want to spend more time on this morning. That second dimension is the social dimension. And, of course, uh, Mark has already mentioned the, um, the, the, the key principles of Catholic social teaching. There's a social dimension to work. We are members of a community. And so when we talk about love of neighbor, that's the way Jesus expressed what, is it, what, what does it mean to be a, a good, whole human being. Well, it means to love ourselves and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So that's the social dimension. And when we think of work and the rights to work, we usually go to that dimension. Absolutely. And I, I was just going to go back to Sister, you are almost, I mean, you're, you're echoing Pope Francis's sentiments. Uh, Pope Francis writes, The book of Genesis tells us that God created man and woman, entrusting them with the task of filling the earth and subduing it, which does not mean exploiting it, but nurturing and protecting it, caring for it through their work. Um, and it's really uh, Pope Francis, when he speaks to that, he's building on uh, St. John Paul II's just really uh, diving into that dignity of work and dig- the dignity of the rights of workers. Um, and that's what I hear you going after as well. Our uh, our bishops with the uh, conference, the USCCB, what they indicate is the economy must serve people, not the other way around. And work yes. is more than a way to make a living. It's a form of continuing participation in God's creation. This is really, sister, I, I have to say, you're all over this. I mean, you're drawing from these these uh, articulations you know, from Pope Francis and from our bishops as to what they're getting at, the dignity of work and the rights of workers. Um, so I, I know I, I, I appreciate your insights. Well, you mentioned that the second dimension, the social justice aspect of it. And, and frankly, this is, I think, one of the key pieces of where uh, the Catholic Church can really help not just educate, um, but articulate and bring to a deeper level. You know, social justice is a buzzword in our society right now. Um, but it's a social justice that's trying to be communicated uh, in a certain sense without looking to God, you know, in his creative role, you know, as creator, but just in God in general and that relationship to the Father. And so there's a, there's a dynamic in culture, in Western culture, that's really trying to build really on some beautiful things regarding social justice of the Catholic Church, but they're trying to do it with a growing sentiment of removing God. And yet the Catholic Church has this great gift to give to society. Um, I would love to hear you say more about, um, maybe not just that, but that second part in regards to 
the social justice component for the workers? Well, good. Um, I, I, I really like that you started with those uh, seven principles of Catholic social teaching and uh, some of those that are very, very important to this subject matter, work sure. and, and the right to work, are participation and community and the common good. You know, we are called by that creation story, take dominion, um, fix things. In fact, I yeah. wanted, I'm delighted that you brought up Pope Francis. I love Pope Francis, and I love some of the things he says. And he also said that um, that that work is a um, it's more than a mere doing. It's above all a mission. We're called to this mission, so we're called to participation. We can't sit back and let things happen. We're called to create a community, and by that. You know, we, we use the expression, the common good, that we should do things for the common good. Now, if we're members of a community, we have a, what I think of as a reciprocal obligation to help each other. In other words, we need to, we need to help form healthy communities. This is what I do at the legislature when I lobby. I look at the bills that are coming through and the ones that are, are going to... Um, uh, um, offend the community, oppress people, we work against those, and the ones that are going to support people, we work for those. We're all called to participation to help create this common good. And as Francis says, that is a mission. It's not an option. He also says this is even a part of sharing in redemption. Redemption is about healing what is broken, making things whole. Now, in our society... Uh, you already mentioned, Mark, that um, we seem to want to operate without God. Well, I look at that from from this point of view. We should really be, our society should really be about forwarding human good. Human good. The, the well-being of people. Right. To bring us to be a people together so... In community, we work together. We owe the community. The community owes us. So we work together toward human good. And in our society, whenever you talk about work, we go immediately to economics and, well, wealth, competition, power mongering. So I think about the... uh, Capitalism or economics being the goal of it that, that seems to be expressed in our society. Sister, I'm sorry, I have to I have to cut you off because we, we need to take a break here right now, and I I really apologize. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll return with Sister Limerie and Sister. We'll pick up right where you left off. Uh, please join us in just a minute. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host for this Thursday morning, Mark Holcraft, and I'm talking to Sister Lynn Marie, who is with us. She's a presentation sister joining us from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're talking Catholic social teaching and where she left off, we were actually just talking a little bit over the break. So I've asked her just to share again, but kind of starting to pick up on uh, our call to not just charity, but charity and responsibility. Uh, Sister, can you say more about that? Yes. um, uh, I think to put that in context, Mark had mentioned that our society seems to be trying to forward itself apart from God, which means then we stray into behaviors that are maybe not for the common good, not the way God intended us to be a community together. And the way I think about that in terms of work and economics is that work and economics should serve the well-being of people. In other words, our real goal as a society or community, families, is to um, to journey as good people, holy people, people that are for others, people that are that want uh, our society to be truthful, gentle, kind, compassionate—the kinds of people that God has designed us to be, that God wants us to be. Well, the economy or finances or work or the product of work, composition of work, should serve that good. And when we listen to what's going on in our culture, uh, I think it's upside down. Everything is about wealth and power and um, ownership. Uh, those, All of those issues that come from oh, what we call free enterprise, free of God, <laughs> free of moral standing, free of truth, we get that whole thing is on top, and we use people to service that. 
so that gets to things about the poor minimum wage, that people can't get jobs that they need, people can't get health care, people can't take care of their kids, there's no trouble with daycare, all kinds of oppressive work situations, because people become, so without our meaning to do this, we still do it. We enslave people to serve finances or the economy instead of the other way around, and that's that this is where the social principles come in, that um, participation is really important. So then Mark mentioned about charity and justice. When things go wrong and things are broken, we have poor people, so we do charity. You know, we, 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 we respond to immediate needs, like people are, they don't have enough winter clothes, so we have coat, coat drives. They don't have enough food, so we provide turkeys and food banks and these various things, banquets where they can come for dinner, homeless shelters. Those are wonderful, important works of charity, and we need them, but they don't fix what is broken. What is broken is the system. Fixing what is broken calls for doing justice. Francis says, Pope Francis says, doing justice is not an option for the Christian. And by the way, neither is it an option for the Jews or the Muslims. The Quran and the Torah and the Christian Bible all say the same thing. We must do charity and do justice to be a holy people. So what is justice? Well, justice means you take on those systems. I'm a lobbyist in the state legislature. And this is very hard work. I say it's uphill both ways, both coming and going. It's uphill because there we need to sort out what bills before the the legislature, which is the service service of the people, what bills are helpful to the common good, and which ones oppress the common good, oppress people. And that's a very important work that I do. So that, that, that doing justice is in our face these days. That's the, the call letters of the Presentation Sisters. We say doing justice is our work. So, Sister Lynn Marie, would you go to the legislature and be a lobbyist? <laughs> that's my part. <laughs> that's that's you doing justice is doing your work. Well, and it, really, Sister, so much for your saying, and this is what we have found with our Catholic social teaching. We're really building not only on the wisdom of the church, the wisdom of Scripture, you know, yielding to the great authority that Scripture holds, but even just that building on each other. You know, Pope Francis, he, he quotes briefly uh, Pope Paul VI's words, for the Catholic Church, no one is a stranger, no one is excluded, no one is far. Indeed, uh, so, you know, unquote Pope Paul VI, then Pope Francis says, indeed, we are a single human family that is journeying on toward unity, making the most of solidarity and dialogue among peoples, in the multiplicity of differences. And this is one of the things, um, it's so easy, sister, to go from one principle of Catholic social teaching to another. You know, we're, we're talking the dignity of workers and the rights of workers, but how quickly you can go on to speak about the principle of solidarity. It was St. John Paul II. He goes on, and this ties right into what you were just saying a few minutes ago. Love for others, and in the first place, love for the poor, in whom the church sees Christ himself is made concrete in the promotion of justice. Um, and, the, and it ties right in. Again, it's, it's a different avenue. He's referring to the poor. We're talking about the dignity of workers. But how many of these principles, 
we simply overlap each other. You know, wouldn't you say, sister? Oh, they do. They do. They work. Um, you might think of a of a woven fabric, and you need all of the threads. All of those are about well, they stand on human dignity. If we are made in the image and likeness of God, then we we uh, navigate every day. You might think of that as work. Sure. We navigate every day to form a community of people on journey together. You know, when when God worked with Israel way back in our first Abraham stories, you know, the Old Testament stories we have, God always dealt with a people. He made a covenant not with Moses, but with the people. You are my people, you are my people, and I am your God. You will be my people, and I will be your God. So we worship God by our whole life, not just by going to church or by praying. We worship God with our whole life. So all of these, whether it's a living community, whether it's option for the poor and vulnerable, whether it's being in solidarity with people who are in pain, the dignity of work, stewardship of creation, all of those come together to make us a holy people who worship with our whole life. That's so important. Our lives all of this work is sacred work, and it, 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 it helps me to think about that sometimes when it gets really tough. This is the sacred work. This is our share in redemption, healing what is broken. But yes, um, Mark, you're really right. They all weave together, and we need all of them. We do. We do. Sister, we have just a couple minutes left uh, with you this morning, and uh, so I'm starting to one of the transition, you know, ultimately one of the questions that I want to ask in, in a moment is, you know, there's all, often that feeling of, so what can we do? But I do, I think it sometimes is helpful to counter a what can we do with, a, you know, what we can't do sometimes. And uh, St. John Paul II, was, he said this, solidarity then is not a feeling of vague compassion or shallow distress at the misfortunes of so many people, both near and far. On the contrary, it is a firm and persevering determination to commit oneself to the common good. That is to say, to the good of all and each individual, because we are all really responsible for all. And that's exactly what you're getting at, sister. But can you can you offer us? Because so, um, what I want to steer away from is, I think a lot of times when we're confronted with injustice, we allow ourselves, we will feel a vague compassion, or maybe shallow discomfort, distress, but we leave it at there. We don't. We don't go beyond that. And what the church is calling us to, reminding us, is no. We definitely have. Uh, we have a role in this to play. Uh, John Paul say would go so far as to say we are determined. Uh, and you are echoing your words. What are some things that we can do, sister, to really engage in this case, the dignity of workers and the rights of workers? Well, I think one of the big ones is to know what's going on. I have, in talking to people, I find out people are living on social media and um, the, the particular kinds of, do you want to say, newscasts or talk shows that think the way they think. You know, I, I don't want to hear the other side of the story. And I am amazed at how uninformed people are. So if we're going to mm-hmm. participate... In solidarity, first of all, we've got to be informed. Got to be informed. And then, you bet. secondly, we need to keep in mind who we are 
the dignity of who we are and that we work with the truth. The truth, truth is in God. We don't make it up. You know, we, we, we are, um, how we articulate the truth is subject to the truth itself. We can't articulate, the truth isn't subject to us. We are subject to it. And so I think those are big ones we have going on right now. There's so much false, um, and I'm not just thinking of politics. I'm even thinking of advertising and, and, and all of the things, we, the urgencies that are put upon us to, to have more, bordering on greed. So we can't solve everything here. But to know what's going on and then to do something about it, I don't know. When we go to Mass, I, I hope we understand what that last word is that we hear at Mass when it says, go, the Mass is ended. That doesn't mean go, now your spirituality or your goodness or your justice work is over. It means you have been fed with the bread of life. Now you are bread for the world. Now it's up to you to to articulate the truth, to stand up when when there is oppression going on, to stand up when people say mean things about others, to stand up for, um, to, to vote, to, but to be informed and to, to take, parishes usually have uh, organizations to work for the common good, to work for justice. Do we volunteer anywhere? Do you volunteer at the shelter so you're in solidarity with people? And we don't have to do it all, but we need to do something. We can't just make our lives in a little a little boat that's all by ourselves, and we never go get out and walk across the water. Sometimes we have to we have to walk across the water. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's we hear that a lot, especially in this area. You know, we we don't want to be our own silo, right? We we that's need right. to extend ourselves and work with each other, and that's going to really be the only way it's going to be possible. Sister Lynn, I'm so. Uh, Thankful to have you. We need to go to our break here very soon. Sister Lynn, thank you for your time. Uh, please stay with us as we continue with Catholic Social Teaching on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 